I'm uh, getting a little concerned. I might have to take my dog to a vet. Oh, vets are cheap, right? Like any visit, any anything a vet has to do is $18, right? Oh, yeah. Tops? Dirt cheap. Hmm. Uh, but over the last couple of days, my dog has developed this like honking cough. <laughs> it's the most... I think maybe there's something stuck in his throat. He can still eat and drink and like everything's normal, but every every little bit, he you just hear, oh, and you don't want to take him out in public because he's embarrassing. Oh, he'll do it in the middle of walks and people are going to think I'm strangling him. Or he's got COVID. So I was like, does he have, does he have COVID? Is, is that it, a thing dogs a, can get? Apparently. Oh. Apparently. Uh, but I was like, is it kennel cough? That's a thing. Like, do oh. dogs just get? A cough, the flu. So twice this week, you have completely turned me off getting a dog. I would, I was almost there, almost. I was like, oh, maybe I should get one. And then you told me how you got up on Saturday morning at like oh. six o'clock because he needed to go outside, and you let him out for a minute, and then he came back in the house and he had, uh, he got poo in his fur. He had feces in his fur because he's an idiot, and he. Went to poop and he pooped on a snowbank instead of on the ground. So he was on a funny angle and oh. came in and. So that's how you spent your Saturday morning. Yeah. So that got me up nice and early. So that was strike one. And now you're telling me that dogs can get an embarrassing cough like a coal miner? <laughs> a long chair is a good time chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. It's Lawn Chair Profits episode God knows what. Who keeps track of that kind of thing? I could look it up, but I won't. Nah. My name's Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly sitting right over there. Uh, Bryce, we started talking this. Well, you had a story about the, uh, was it a, a, a Mario Brothers cartridge? Yeah, it was Super Mario 3 mm -hmm. for the original Nintendo system. A copy of that game just sold at auction for $156 thousand dollars and this is where it gets nerdy the reason it sold for hundred and fifty six thousand dollars was not because it was owned by john lennon no, no it's john the, lennon was long since dead it was because there was a misprint on the label yeah there's something on the label the word super mario brothers overlapped the glove on mario's hand it's like the thing that nobody would notice no one would ever notice but it made it apparently worth big time money yeah, $156,000 U.S. worth of money. And it just got us talking about, like, there's probably something that we've thrown out in our or gotten rid of. We donated it to charity or something that was probably worth a substantial amount of money and we didn't even know it. Yeah. I started combing through the details of my life mm -hmm. and realized that everything I have is pretty worthless. Pretty general. Well, you said you thought that maybe... You had a, a hockey cart that was worth something? Oh, yeah, because I used to collect hockey cards, and I was like, yeah. oh, I think I have a rookie card. It was like a Mary Lemieux or a Wayne Gretzky or something like that. I'm like, I think I have a rookie card. This is my ticket to the sweet life. Yeah. I'll be sipping champagne and eating caviar. So you walked into the boss's office, and you gave him the finger with the, the double-barrel sideways middle finger? Yeah. Yeah. Kicking over cans on my way out. Yeah, knocked his stapler on the floor. Then I took that card, took, took a Took a bite out of his apple. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Took a closer look at the card and uh, bam, right there on the back, McDonald's logo. Oh, 
It was the McDonald's card. And so that, I take it. Hang on a second. I've never collected sports cards, but the McDonald's ones those aren't the big those aren't the big ticket ones. No, the ones oh. that used to come with like your fries. Oh boy, not worth a lot of money. So it was like what forty cents maybe. It was probably worth uh, the paper was printed on. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, it's amazing when we started talking about this. So how many people texted in and said, "Oh yeah." I had a Wayne Gretzky rookie card, and then I put it in the spokes of my bike or something like that. Yeah, I saw that one. Uh, this one, I had a Wayne Gretzky rookie card. My cat peed on it. That got away. If there's one thing I know about sports cards and cat pee, uh, you can't just put that in the dishwasher. No, bad combination. Yeah. That's, what a personal attack by the cat, too. How, how much did that cat hate Gretzky? Like, why wouldn't it pee on a Messier card or a Paul Coffey? Man. Yeah. That's a cat with an axe to grind. Um, my thing that got away, it's a bit nerdy, but an original first edition base set Pokemon cards. Oh, boy. The market these days has never been higher, and some range in the tens of thousands, and a particular one in mint condition is selling for $300,000, which I know I had at one point. (laughs) Oh, right. Sure you did. And has long since been thrown out. Sad face emoji, Andrew. Well, I don't want to call Andrew a big fat liar. Yeah. But I call, no, you didn't have that card. A $300,000 card? Yeah. And what do you do? Like if you're the person who goes on eBay or whatever, and you spend $300,000 on a Pokemon card, like as an adult who had that much money to spend on a card, do you go to a playground and brag about it? Yeah. Like, do how you, does it work? Do you throw it down when you're playing with your Pokemon cards? And, oh, risk losing it? Ooh. Oh. That's how you know you're living life on the edge. Yeah. But to have, because if I had a buddy who had that kind of money, which I don't, all my friends are deadbeats. But if they did, and I came over to his house and he's like, hey, check this out and show me something under a bunch of glass and it was a Pokemon card and he told me he spent 300 grand on it, I would have him committed. I would slap him. I would assume he's an insane person. Yeah. Same with the the $156,000 for a cartridge. For a cartridge game. Someone's yeah. like, hey man, that's just an investment. You buy it for 150 now, sell it for 200 later. <laughs> No, there are better investments. There's better ways and safer ways to make money. uh, This one. Hey, want a a surefire investment? Am I saying it right? Pokemon? Sounds right to me. Pokemon card booster boxes. I bought a couple back in 2014 for about $140 each. They're over $3,000 now on eBay if they're still sealed. And I wrote back to this person, are yours still sealed? And they said, no. <laughs> so so they're sir, yeah. worthless then. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that's almost pretty cool. I shouldn't have been buying real estate all these years because I should have been buying Pokemon cards. And uh, as it turns out, Lego, this one, we moved my mom this past summer from the house she's lived in for 44 years. While I was cleaning up the China hutch, I found all this sealed inbox Lego that she'd bought in the years 1978 to 1983 for presents for various cousins or given to me. Some had my name written on them in pencil. Lots still had the price tags on them. I opened an eBay account specifically to sell my mom's Lego. 
I was selling Lego astronauts that had a 99 cent price tag for $100, boxed Lego kits for $400. I made my mom $1,250 for stuff she was going to just let my nephews play with. Okay. Woof. Well, good for you. Did your mom cut you in? I should hope so. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be opening an eBay account for anything. Man, I never had Legos. What? I had Connects. Oh. Were yeah. your parents poor? <laughs> no, Connects is expensive. I don't know. Well, at least you weren't that weird kid. <laughs> You'd go to his house to play Lego and he had like Duplo or Simplo or one of those, <laughs> I don't know what they were called, but it was like an off brand of Lego. Ooh, that's sad. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, Kevin, that your parents are alcoholics. No, I just remember building like windmills and stuff out of Connects. Wow. King of the science fair over there. <laughs> uh, now you understand why my voice is so sad. Yeah. Here's somebody else saying, I think the Super Mario buyer would be an investor. Buy today for 150 k yeah. sell in a couple of years for $200,000. I want to meet the financial advisor that's like, hey, Ooh. I'm going to take your money. This is going to sound crazy. I'm going to buy a Mario game. Uh, do you understand Bitcoin? I have no... Someone says, you say the word cyber currency, and I instantly glaze over. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, please don't explain it. <laughs> well, the world economy, I don't get it. Because uh, this is from Sean. My wife talked me out of buying Bitcoin back in 2009. I'm still not impressed. Huh. Hmm. Uh, phone call? Yeah. Do we have one? We do. Hello? Hey, I, uh, I got a pretty painful story about something that got away. Uh, <clears throat> I sold a hundred Bitcoin to my sister's ex-husband. He's now is her ex-husband for $2,000. And what do you figure those would be worth if you had hung on to them? Currently one Bitcoin is around $18,000 US. <laughs> so quickly do the math. I can't, uh, one, 1.8 million. Oh, that you sold for 2000 Yeah, it, it hurts. It hurts. What's your first name? Uh, Matt. Oh, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. How often do you think about that Bitcoin that got away? Every time I see it in the news. But are you doing okay financially, or would that have set oh, you? Oh, I'm, I'm fine, yeah. I'm, I'm okay, but like, I'm not I'm not fine to the point that I don't notice a yeah. couple million dollars. I still don't know what Bitcoin is. I have no now I'll, I'll never I'll never know. The part of Matt's story that really sucks too is it's not even his brother-in-law anymore. He moved on with Matt's money. Oof. Oh. Can you imagine? I would disown family members, loved ones. If I lost that kind of money, you're dead to me. Uh this one here if anyone is familiar with the video game Counter-Strike, a few years back, oh, yeah. I opened a digital sticker pack and stuck it on my cheap gun skin without thinking. I don't know what a gun skin is. Wow. I know what all those words are individually. Yeah. Collectively, I'm a little confused. The artwork on the sticker was subsequently banned, and the sticker shot up in value on the market. But once you stick a sticker, it can't be used again, and it's not worth anything. The sticker is now going for $2,500 U.S. or so on the market. Every few months, I check on the price just to punish myself. <laughs> wow. 
Wow, a Counter Strike sticker of some sort that you put, but a digital sticker pack. What is that? I have no idea. I'm very confused. It must be a physical sticker. He stuck it on his gun thingy. Wow. Wow. I think uh, you can tell I'm quite the sportsman. <laughs> you know a lot about video games. Yeah. Oh. Uh, hey, guys, on the topic of things that got away, we had a full set of the original Black Diamond Disney VHS tapes. My wife sold them all at a garage sale for $30 a few years ago. We came to find out that some of them sell for thousands now. 101 Dalmatians is around six grand. Still kicking myself for letting her sell them. Six grand? Yeah, I think what you have to keep in mind, though, is that that's probably sealed, never been played. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yours was probably worth $8. And who, like, what I don't understand about these things, these videos, the Super Mario game, because the Super Mario game, like, those videos was sealed. It was in its original packaging. Mm -hmm. How could you buy something like that and have the thought to be like, never touch it, old boy? I don't know. Like, who's buying 101 just, Dalmatians? It's fluky. Like, you buy it, and then you put it in the closet, and you forget you own it. And 30 years later, you're like, oh, this old thing? And you look it up and go, oh. Oh, yeah. Who would think, like, yeah. I need to sit on this copy of 101 Dalmatians? Uh, I have the E.T. game for Atari that was oh. worth a ton of money a few years ago. I was late to the party, and now it's worthless again, Josh. That happens. Like, you think that, like, the E.T., that's a famous story of a game so bad. They buried it in the desert? Yeah, there's actually documentaries about it. Yeah. But I think you have a very narrow window to make the big box. The same thing happened with my beautiful, beautiful bride who bought all the Beanie Babies, the Thai Beanie Babies back in the night. She'd be, she'd line up out front of a store before they'd open, and then she'd be the first one in, and she'd grab the maple bear or whatever the hot one was. Wow. And she had quite a collection, and I remember a couple of hers at the time. The, yeah, that thing's uh, $900. And then she decided that she was going to ride that baby, Beanie Baby train for the next decade because they were sure to go up even higher. Now, about two years ago, we took the box of them and donated them to a Goodwill store because they're worthless now. Yeah, those things really dropped off the face of the earth in a hurry. But man, were they hot for a while. Yeah, the window to get yours was small. And if you didn't get advantage, take advantage, then you just had a bunch of paperweights on your hands. Yeah, you uh, essentially you had a collection of Thai sadness babies. You still see them from time to time. Mostly like when you're in Banff. Yeah. In those wacky souvenir shops that are all exactly they, the same. They all sell exactly. Oh, here's a bottle of syrup. That's the same bottle of syrup next door. That's the same sticker as next door. Yeah, it's the same Banff, Alberta hoodie. Yeah. As everywhere else. And they all have Beanie Baby. That's the only place I can still think to get a Beanie Baby. Yeah. Are you going to go buy one? No. It's your retirement, Bryce. <laughs> we only got two chairs, but maybe if you ask nice, you can sit on Bryce's lap. It's the Lawn Chair Profits. Uh, this is going to be a segment on the show called... Tales from the drive through Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let me just grab this. Hello? Hey, Garner. How's it going? Oh, good. How about you? you? Good. Just left the drive through Oh, oh yeah? Uh, whenever I happen upon my favorite place, McDonald's, for breakfast, I have to specifically tell them how to put in my order because none of them know. Why? It's is it super annoying. complicated? Well, it's an English muffin with only cheese on it. So you want because a cheese sandwich, but in an English muffin? Yeah, 
but I don't want to pay for an egg McMuffin with no egg on it. That's crazy talk. You allergic to eggs? You don't like eggs? I think they're disgusting. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not here to judge, but do they have so that's obviously something that's not on their menu. What do they charge you for a slice of cheese in an English muffin? Uh like 2 bucks. Okay. Well, how much is a uh, egg McMuffin? 3.99. Oh, so it's like half the price. Yes. So, yeah, I'm a vegetarian who doesn't like eggs and there's not many options for us at McDonald's. Vegetarians eat cheese? Well, I'm not a vegan. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, vegan. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You just won't eat any meat or poultry or fish. Uh, that is true. No the food? The odd time I might have bacon if it's very crispy because it doesn't have that yep. flesh See? consistency. This is this has been meat. my theory for the last several decades is that all vegetarians, all vegans secretly eat bacon. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But you just normally no food with a face. That's true. See, I've been saying it for years. Every single vegan, every single vegetarian, they all cave when they know there are bacon bits nearby or just bacon in general. Yeah, you can't resist that. No. It's impossible. I don't want to meet the person that could. Yeah. You're just licking them out of your hand. In the the bacon bits. It's 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, you're drunk. (laughs) You start eating bacon bits. I never got to work in a drive-thru, though. No. Would it have been a, a magical, wonderful place? Did you ever? No, I never did. I've only ever done it for that Make Happy Day. Oh, yeah. That they do, and all the f- media people get the fun experience of working at a McDonald's for an hour. I've done it there. I lasted about three minutes doing the drive-thru. I hated it. Yeah, I would not shine in the drive-thru. No, it was not for me. No. Uh, I feel for them, though. They constantly they have to interact with every person. They have to, no matter oh. the weather, be leaning out that window to give you your food. Have to listen to every dumb drive-thru joke. Every complaint. Uh, the Oof. worst part, though, just you have a bird's-eye view <laughs> of what I assume is just car oh. after car of disgusting interior. You would see some just absolute science experiment <laughs> of a car come through. Like just what is going on and there's a guy that I see every day when I go out for my little walk when I get home. There's a guy in my neighborhood. He has like a small Ford Ranger pickup truck. There's enough room in there for him and the rest is a sea of fast food garbage. How do you live that way? I don't know. And the weird thing is I think most people I have nothing to back this up, but I think most people have disgusting cars. The number of people who actually keep it clean and tidy is yeah, very, very small. Yeah. My, there's never garbage in my car, but I could probably clean it a little more often. Could probably dust her down a bit. Yeah. I might use a wipe down, but I don't leave garbage in it. Yeah. I just don't want the stink. But I just think you think back to, like, I never even had any friends in high school that worked in drive throughs because I just think that that would be, if you knew that. Paul was working that night, you'd hit that drive through and he'd load you up with Whoppers for free. Yeah, you're buying a small fries, but you're walking out of there with $900 worth of nuggets. Does that happen? Like when you work in a drive through do you get to treat yourself to, I don't know, do you make a bunch of nuggets at the end of the night and go, oh, guess they didn't sell, better take these home. Ooh, I didn't work in a drive through but I did that in the brief three-week history I worked as a waiter at a pizza place. Oh, I tell didn't. us, tell me more. It was a place called Pizza Delight uh-huh. in Whitecourt, Alberta, Canada. 
uh, right on the highway, beautiful highway 43. Yeah. And uh, I was away there for three weeks in between when I got fired from a radio job in Whitecourt and hired in Fort St. John. Yeah. And you so, were just waiting to get called up to the bigs of Fort yeah. St. John. Oh, God. I still remember getting the phone call. I, I had to, I was waiting tables, and I went and sat in a booth, and they're like, I got hired on a Thursday. I had to start work on Monday Wow! in Fort St. John. Anyway, I would work at this pizza place, and I would call in, be like, uh, an order for pickup. Oh, fake name and everything, fake voice? Yeah. Hello, I'd like to order a pizza. Yeah, large pepperoni, please. My name is Mr. Claus. And they would just be like, okay, and then they make it. And then, shockingly, that person never shows up. And old Bryce volunteers to take that pizza home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody just said, hey, you weren't allowed to at McDonald's, but I would always do it anyways. I'd make extra nuggets when I worked there right before closing. Oops, oh. too many nuggets. Oh, good. So people are doing it. Okay. Uh, here I was thinking I was a savvy criminal. New. Uh, let me grab this one. Hi. I, uh, I used to work in a movie theater back for five bucks an hour and uh at the end of the shift we got to keep whatever popcorn was left over so we'd often load up the popcorn machine before the end of the night and then when we went to throw it all out into the dumpster we'd bring it in a big bag to our car instead and so i used to go to parties in high school um and i'd bring a a giant bag of popcorn that barely fit in the back seat of my car (laughs) sit on it like a beanbag chair yeah yeah, and sometimes I'd leave it at somebody's doorstep as a gift. I wonder if a lot of people do that, not necessarily just in, um, like, if you work in a pizza place, do you make a couple of extra pizzas right before closing and uh, they never picked them up? I guess I better take those home. I think that's fairly common. Yeah, okay. I never I never got to work in a restaurant. I mean, there's still time, but. <laughs> Ooh, I worked in a movie theater, too. Did you ever do that move? No, it was a thing though. They did give out the bags. I never got one. I never took one. They were oh. offered and I never took one. I was such a fool. Yeah. I worked in the spot where you had to like, it's called outtakes. It's where you buy like hot dogs and stuff. <sighs> oh yeah. Oh, I was bad at that job. Uh, I grew up in Southern Ontario. I had a job where we printed sports team jerseys, jackets, hats, etc. We would always make a few extras. I still have hats and jackets from local sports teams from early 90s local sports teams in that area. Wow, what a treasure. <laughs> local sports. <laughs> All, although that might be kind of cool. I doubt it. Like any, uh, anyone can wear a Leafs jacket. But you're wearing the, uh, you the know, North Battleford, the North Battleford Saints or whatever. <laughs> Although North Battleford is not in Southern Ontario. Nice try though, Bryce. Oh, I missed the Southern Ontario part. Yeah, you kind of did. Oh, that's embarrassing. Uh, when I was 14, I worked at McDonald's. There was this guy that would always come in for lunch and order a hamburger with 10 pumps of mustard <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else. I love <laughs> mustard. I admire his commitment to mustard, <laughs> but 10 pumps of mustard on a plain hamburger or whatever that was, that was, that's too much mustard. Man, on one hand, I think this is the craziest person I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah. On the other hand, this is a man who has it dialed in. Yeah, he knows nine's not enough, 11 <laughs> is too many. He only knows that because he's tried it before. He knows the exact amount, he knows what he wants, and he gets it. I can also tell you that's probably a guy that doesn't wear a lot of white. <laughs> You know, um, he definitely drives one of those vans that's full of garbage. Hey, uh, this is from <laughs> this is from Kate. Hey, I have a weird drive-through story. 
I used to work at a very popular fast food place during high school. We had one guy who would always come through the drive-through late, just before closing. He would recognize the squeal. We would recognize the squeal of his old car. He'd order six double hamburgers, plain, only ketchup, meat fresh out of the freezer, not the drawer. Extra seasoning, extra hot. When we would pass the order out to him, he would sit at the window. Opening each individual double hamburger to smell it. If it wasn't up to snuff, he would demand to get it remade. He got to know some of us by name because we had to wear name tags, much against our will. A year or so after I left that job, he managed to track me down on social media, Oof. and he sent me a message, which said, "From your fresh out of the freezer friend." Oh man, that was 13 plus years ago, and I can still picture that customer to this day. He was going to kill you. <laughs> you were going to get murdered. <laughs> you quit that job just in time, Kate. Oh man, that's uh, so weird. There was another super creepy one here too. Six double hamburgers. Yeah, man. Yeah, he was definitely going to wear your skin as a coat. Oh, here we go. This is somebody else who was sizing up a drive-through worker for a skin suit. <laughs> This is this bothers me so much. I work, I work in a drive-through where we put the order in a tray and then pass the tray through the window to eliminate contact. A regular told me he misses the touch of my hand. Oof, that is bleak. That is grim. Oh, that's the only kind of human contact you're getting is the break. The, the, the brush the, of a the hand. The brush of the hand against a. Oh, oh I've accidentally sad. touched the hand of the girl handing me my coffee in the morning, and I always feel bad after. Like, is she? Did she just get that? Oh, like, did she get the heebie-jeebie because I accidentally touched her? It's like I want to apologize. I didn't mean to touch you. <laughs> Maybe oh. you should be better at handing coffee through a window. Man, that one. It almost breaks my heart. Why people are so weird in drive-through re- or just fast food restaurant? I used to work at a subway in my hometown. There was a woman that would come in a couple of times a week with her own homemade bread and ask us to make her a sandwich. We'd charge her the same amount as a six-inch sub with a bun, and she never questioned it. She just really wanted us to make her a sandwich. Maybe she just really liked the way they diced the lettuce. I don't know. Maybe. I'm surprised that Subway would actually do that. As long as they could charge, I guess. What's the difference? <laughs> uh, I'm very particular about my Subway artists. Oh, are you? Oh, yeah. Do you have a a, a stringent interview process? I can tell because the the sam- I always order the same sandwich every time. I never change it up. And there's a certain part the way they put the ham on. Mm-hmm. If they, I can tell how this is going to go based on how they do the ham. If they roll it or if they just lay it flat, the good ones fold it nicely. Yeah, and then the the way they place the meat edge to edge on the foot long because I'm not a wimp, <laughs> foot long all the way across. I can tell. I had a wizard of an artist a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it made me. I was starting to question where I lived, and then this guy made me a subway, and I was like, you know what, I'm good. You should be like, you should next time you go in there, you should say, can I take your picture so I can blow it up in a poster size for my room. <laughs> <laughs> Not creepy at all. From your footlong friend. Uh, I worked drive-through at a McDonald's many years ago. We had a woman who was a semi-regular who had no arms. Drove her car with her feet. It was very impressive. Wow, that's really impressive. Tell you the story. 
I was in an airport waiting to pick up my rental car and the guy in front of me waiting for his rental car, no arms. Whoa. And uh, he got up to the counter. You, uh, The guy's name's Alvin Law. He's very well known. He's a motivational speaker. He was standing right in front. And we have a mutual friend. Hmm. So I recognize him and I introduced himself, myself to him and we just started talking. And then they call him up next and I'm like, huh, wonder how this is going to go for the person behind the counter. It would be very jarring to see. And uh, the person from the counter just came around the side with a clipboard. He obviously had been to this airport before. Uh, they set the clipboard on the floor. He picked up the pen with his toes, signed for the car, and I saw him out in the lot leaving in a Ford Mustang convertible. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, I kid you not. He drove out of the lot with his feet on the steering wheel with a, in a, a Ford Mustang convertible. It was spectacular. I would have assumed, because I've seen this before, people have to drive with their feet, that you'd have to have a specially rigged car. No. Because how can you handle the gas and brakes and wheel all at the same? One foot on the one foot on the pedals, one foot on the steering wheel. Wow. I'm pretty sure he doesn't drive stick. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Yeah. That's impressive. It is. That's really impressive. To go through being the drive through worker, the first time you see that. <laughs> You're like, what? Uh, someone else texted in after that one came in and they said, how do uh how do they collect the food? Like you hand them like that rickety tray of drinks? Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 doing a six person order. Yeah, I no, I don't think they would do that. I would imagine if you're at the point where you can drive with no arms, you probably have a good handle on dealing with that type of situation. It's impressive. Uh, one more. Sure. Do you want to do Starbucks or? Now I'm gonna do this one. Not a creepy story, but when I worked fast food drive-through about 20 years ago, we used to guess what the person would order based on the sound of their engine. I got pretty good at differentiating the salad engines versus the triple patty combo with a side of grease engines. The things you do to keep yourself entertained when you disliked your job. Ooh. The other thing that we heard a lot were people that people don't roll down their roll up their windows after they order. Oh yeah, yeah. And so they keep having a conversation or doing something and the people inside can hear everything you're saying. And sometimes you say some hurtful hurtful things. <laughs> Makes me wonder every time I'm like what do I do? I always roll my window up though. Yeah. And then I just sit silently. My yeah. wife will start talking immediately though. As soon as she's done or I don't like that guy's attitude. <laughs> <laughs> That's a one-way ticket to a spit burger. Uh-huh. You're listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. It's like radio, but on the internet. So, Bryce. Yes. The other day, I had to uh, I had to go full dad at home. Had to level up when okay. I had to, for the first time in my life, uh, flush a dead goldfish down the toilet. Ooh. One of my daughters, her fish, uh, her fish that she named Lieutenant Dan <laughs> died. That's pretty good. So I had to scoop them out of the little tank. And then it was weird because putting non-toilet things in a toilet is surprisingly disgusting. It is off-putting. Like when you think about the ugliness that happens in a toilet, like sometimes it's just, it's brutal. It's horrific. Yeah. It's, it's essentially a crime scene in your house. But you put one single blue beta fish in your toilet and you're like dry, heave, you're gagging. What was that? Why was I so disgusted by it? I, uh, I've never had to flush a fish, but I have done things where like, you know, you had a soup with 
maybe some chunky stuff in it, and you don't want to put it down the drain in the kitchen. Yeah, so you take it to the toilet. So you take it to the toilet, and I feel like, and then you flush it, you're like, oh, is this going to break the pipes? Well, I in don't reality, even, it's pretty innocent compared to what normally happens. I don't worry about that as much as, like, taking half a bowl of soup and dumping it into a toilet is disgusting to me. Why is that? Like, <laughs> it's, you just, I guess maybe because you completely eliminated the middleman, you just... <laughs> You took it right from the table and dumped it into the toilet. Maybe it's because you have a bird's eye view of what you normally don't see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what it is. You don't see the truck backing up. Wow, it's just got really, really juvenile. But it's, have you ever done this move too? Like maybe you're mopping the floor because you're Cinderella. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have a bucket of dirty mop water, and you dump that into the toilet. The toilet just magically starts flushing on its own. What? Yes, it's That's it's not the a thing. yes, it is. You dump this water in there, and all of a sudden, the toilet just flushes on its own. You don't even have to touch the handle. What? I don't. I do not know how that works, but it's just sort of. It's made me. I, like I've said out loud, I've been standing in my bathroom. It's like toilet. You'd be crazy. <laughs> I've actually said that. Toilets, they flush on their own? Uh-huh. Sometimes. Huh? And I don't quite... Hang on. Hang on. Hello? Uh, plumber here. Can I solve the mystery of why your toilet flushes when you pour water down it for you? <laughs> well, so Bryce has never heard of this before, but yeah, you take like a bucket of water and you dump it. It just magically starts flushing. Yes. The reason why it does that is because that's how your toilet is designed to work. The reason that you have a tank that admits water to the bowl is so that when you hit a certain threshold of water, it flushes itself. That's basically what you're doing. And so if you add water on top of it, it activates that siphon action. And so that's what your tank does when it refills. It keeps a standing amount of water to refill the bowl up to a certain point, and then you have water on top of that that it admits to activate that flush. Toilets are crazy. That's how a toilet works. Well, I think I have a new goal in my life, and it's to, you already know I'm a urinary camel. Mm, yeah. But I now want to hold in enough pee that one day I get to a point where a toilet has to flush itself. <laughs> well, it won't do that. Like, it's something about the pressure of the of you dump. I don't know if it senses the weight of the water coming in or what, but all of a sudden just it flushes on its own. Interesting. Yeah. Would but you a, can try. You can save up your pee. Or maybe it'd be a good accomplishment. You've had a, you know, you've swung from the chandeliers. Mm-hmm. You've had quite a night out. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're hugging a toilet. And you do enough that it flushes on its own. You're yeah. doing that kind of damage. You'd probably hug that toilet even tighter. <laughs> Thank you, toilet. You're the only one who understands me right now. You always know just what I need, toilet. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Profits enjoy catering by that weird dude down the hall. <laughs> he smells. 